Sunshine from a protest in Brooklyn, New York. Black Lives Matter. This must end. And it will not end until everyone is looked after and cared for. And we are all looked at as equal and free. This is a lot worse than anybody thinks. The streets of America have turned into tyranny and fascism, and we are gonna fight it like hell until it stops. All power to the people. Hi guys, this is Elizabeth, your co-host of The Conscious Kitchen. First, I'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen to these thoughts, feelings, and messages Laura and I have collected from some of the voices leading the uprising, the youth, us. We're the future leaders, and now more than ever, I'm fully aware of our collective power. It's truly been so amazing to see us all get together to fight injustice. Our power to organize, mobilize, speak our truth, and most importantly, fight for justice has blown me away. I've never felt and seen us so together. When I walked out into the world after being at home for over two months and found us all shouting George Floyd in the streets of downtown LA during a pandemic, I was moved and instantly brought to tears. I went to my first protest over a decade ago and have been on the streets ever since, but This time, as we walked past the police and the National Guard, with our hands up calling out, what did he say? I can't breathe. I felt overwhelmed. Overwhelmed that we had all seen George Floyd's last moments via a screen. Overwhelmed that his last words were cries for the most basic of human rights, the right to breathe. Overwhelmed that some weren't as angry as us. And lastly, overwhelmed by all the love pouring out of protesters as they marched peacefully, passed out water, and even helped people who needed first aid. I hadn't experienced such togetherness in in a long time. And on June 10th, it will be 14 days since we first heard the protests in downtown LA. At that point, quiet nights had now started to feature helicopters and sirens and loud sounds all night and all day. I'll say that when the looting first started here in LA, it was scary, but I understood why it was occurring. It's so important that we understand that portion of the protest because vandalism can be a language used by citizens when a country isn't truly standing by its people. It's a complex situation and I ask you to dig deep to try to understand it. I can take this message and run with it a few different ways. I can talk about how corrupt and racist our current president-elect, he's not really our president, he's an elect, is, or I can focus on what's changing and how your voice is more important now than ever, which is what I will be focusing on. I'm thankful that things have shifted, and now the streets are a place of peaceful messaging from protesters. No man, woman, child, brother, sister, mother, father should ever have to feel the pain of losing a family member or anyone to the police. 
Too many have feared the police for far too long. And now we're all tuned in and paying attention. And I'm so glad, and everyone is so glad that we're all tuned in because we need to be tuned in. How will you break the racism in your daily life? What will be your role in the next generation of leaders? How will you educate yourself, your family on systematic racism? These are all questions you have to ask yourself today and continue to ask to ask yourself because you're going to keep evolving and these issues are going to continue to evolve as well. Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, Sandra Bland, Eric Garner, Tamir Rice, and so many others who have come before George Floyd died because of racism. Many of us don't understand the fear of interactions with police. When you watch the videos of our black brothers and sisters being abused, understand and feel their pain. Put yourself in their shoes. The faster humans can do that, the more, under, the more understanding will be. We've all forgotten how incredible it is to be human with a mind and imagination. Sometimes we just get sucked into just doing things and scrolling for things that don't really matter. But as humans with an imagination, we can use it to place ourselves in someone else's shoes and we must do it more often. We must do that more often. We have to keep placing ourselves in people's shoes. We have to do it every single day because every day we're going to meet someone that isn't like us. You're going to meet someone that's not like you. Relate to other humans. Relate to their emotions of someone of a different gender, race, sexual orientation, and ask yourself, what if I was them? How, could, how would I want to be treated? It's such a simple action that so many of us have forgotten. It is one of the actions that I think is separating humans. If we could just put ourselves in other people's shoes, we would, we would understand. We have to end racism. We have to end it to become better humans. We have to end it to understand each other. We have to get our heads out of our asses and look around at the injustice happening right in front of our eyes. It's up to us to end suffering of all kinds. And we can't remain silent when we see injustice. No matter how uncomfortable a moment may be, you need to dig deep. We don't live in a perfect loving world. There will be opposition. The dualities are ever existent, but how we all choose to move forward lies within each one of us. So I ask you to use your voice, your words, your art, music, food, whatever you'd like to offer the world in an act of love to fight injustice today, tomorrow, and forever. Keep hitting the streets. Keep posting to social media. Find ways to engage your community. Keep having hard discussion with those who don't agree because if you're not there to speak up when you see injustice of any kind, you've done us all a disservice. As said by Alice Walker, activism is my rent for living on this planet. Activate and change the world. We need your voice. We need you to be here as an ally, as a friend, as a, as a family member to support other humans. Rest in peace to all of those who have lost their lives against police brutality. It's been too long that it's been happening. And I know that things are going to change after this. Things are already changing. And we're on the brink of something beautiful. I just wish all those people didn't have to die for that. We honor your passing and have not forgotten your names. Much love, everyone. Spread peace.
Hi guys. Uh, hello, Laura. Thank you so much for doing this and always thinking of ways to be proactive in the community. Um, this is Jules, aka Yes Jules, tuning in live from Miami where I've been quarantined since March. Oh, it's been a heavy week, uh, I mean, heavy year to say the least for all of us. Um, and my message, I guess now would be that we are seeing that there is a reason for us to fight and it is productive for us to fight because we are seeing that our voices are being heard. Over the past seven days, we have protested in all 50 states despite the aging provocateurs, despite the efforts to dismantle our protests and our message, the message has been heard and justice is finally being served in respect to the police in these specific cases of uh, Miss Breonna Taylor, uh, Mr. George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery getting the justice that they deserve and their families getting the justice that they deserve. But this is just the beginning. We have a lot more work to do. Um, this is a system that has been in place, a white supremacist system that has been in place for so long. There are so many cases uh, that we may not even know about. And so the, the, the most important thing for us to know is that despite what naysayers or, you know, people with negative perspectives on this fight with us, the people, against the oppressors, right, is that we must keep fighting and we do stand a chance because unlike any other time in history, we are armed with the most powerful tools we've ever had. And that is our voice and our voice being amplified by the tools of social media and the internet. We are more connected than ever. We can hold people accountable because we can document the injustices and spread them like wildfire so quickly. We have people with platforms. We have passionate people with platforms. Yes, there are people who are not posting, who are not donating, who aren't doing their part, but let's not focus on them. Let's, let's focus on the people who are doing their part. And and those people don't have to have a specific look or job or feel or category. Let's not box. Let's not put our allies in a box. Let's be open. Let's lead with love. And let's understand that we are all imperfect because we are humans. And so let's not tear each other down. Um, let's, let's not point fingers, but instead help and um, lift each other up. Let's... Let's nurture each other. Let's help each other get to a place where we can be more perfect in being allies, in um, standing up for what we believe to be right. And let me be clear that the human race, there is one race, the human race. And every person of every gender, sexual orientation, color, and, and you name it, disability, religious background, we are all a part of one race, the human race. And we are all entitled to the same civil respect, protection from our government, our police departments and our government, and freedom that the next man has or next woman has. And if we do not get that, 
same respect for all of our citizens, then none of us have it. I will fight for your freedom until I die because your freedom is my freedom. And if you are not free, I am not free. And that's how we should all be looking at this right now. That is the perspective I'd love to see us have. And to our government and and to those who are listening, who are on the side of the oppressor, just know you will not win this fight. Because this generation and the ones that are coming after us, we are the native generation to this digital land. And we know our tools inside and out. And we will not stop until we are heard. And justice is served. And as you can see, we are not alone in this fight. We have other countries joining us. Australia. We have Europe, Paris, London. There are protests everywhere. People are standing with us in Amsterdam. We will not be silenced any longer. And lastly, I just want to say, let's love each other more. And, and it's, okay to, it's okay to try and be positive in these times, and it's okay to try and, and move forward with your everyday activities in life so long as you are playing your part. And everybody's role, everyone's part is different. There are some people who need to be on the front lines. There are some people who don't need to be protesting because their time is better spent researching legislation, um, looking into brands and what brands are doing right now with their messaging and their campaigns. Everyone has a role. Let's not be dictating what one another's role should or can be. Lead with love, lead with light. I am so proud of the stance and the effort that I'm seeing my friends and colleagues in this industry take. And um, I look forward to the changes that I know are coming. Bless up. Thanks again, Laura. No justice, no peace, no more blood on the leaves. No justice, no peace. I put that on my future, my seeds. No justice, no peace. My sister, my brother, I keep. No justice, no peace. All black people to be free. No justice, no peace. From LIB to Mali. No justice, no peace. Till they set Mumia free. No justice, no peace. I'm not getting down on my knees. No justice, no peace. I release. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. The situation in the world is not cool. It's not. We are all rays of cosmic light, made visible by colors. As homo-luminous star beings, every skin tone is an art of divine love. Hi, my name is um, Taja Riley. I'm an, I'm an entertainer, creative, um, quarantined in L.A. currently right now. Uh, hope that makes you smile for a second, even though the matter is um, very serious, obviously. Um, everything going on right now with our country, um, taking a moment to just have a pause. So if you haven't done that yet, um, you can do that with me now um, on this on this uh, message that um, I'm sending out uh, to my good friends, Liz and Laura. Um, so right now I'm just going to pause for 10 seconds in meditation um, to activate healing uh, for what's going on. So if you'll join me on a three, two, one.
Okay. Um, I hope that you found through that time that you could heal, compose your reflections, compose the thoughts that are running through your brain and reset. Um, I'm not going to be sharing a story um, from my past about racial profiling or about uh, feeling uncomfortable uh, with the color of my skin um, in regards to who I'm facing for the day, whether it be in a work space, personal space. All I want to do right now is be able to share love and hope for the future and um, help you focus on what were your dreams? What are your dreams? Are they still there? Um, what are your de desires and how you would like to move and approach the situation? Have you started strategizing? Have you started putting together uh, what that figure looks like and format that? And if not, then, you know, I'm encouraging you to do so. And I'm encouraging you to to be open and connect with your family. Um, I feel that in my in my space, um, there's sometimes where especially when things like this are going on, where you feel um, helpless or you feel like you're not doing enough. Um, I know personally, my parents told me not to protest and I want to respect them and respect my my mom and my dad and what they have to say. And especially since times are getting a little bit um, can seem a little bit scary um, and uh, overwhelming. Uh, so they, they've asked me not to, to protest uh, physically, but uh, I can still protest mentally and I can still protest emotionally and protest spiritually. Um, it's very similar to fasting. It's very similar in that way, but also activating and being investigative. So I just wanted to uh, come on here and give the message of what you can do right now. Um, if you're feeling that and if you're feeling like, you know, not being physically heard or seen, um, it, it makes you feel like you're not doing anything at all. And, uh, one thing you have right now is you have a connection between other friends, other family members, other people um, that are black or non-black um, that are are resonating with this on a human level. And I think the best thing and the most healing thing and where the love starts is to, to start those conversations, have those discussions. If you are um, part of the black community, to be able to reach out, it works both ways, to reach out to your non-black friends and and to be able to share the message of love that we have um, for not just our black community, but just for the world and wanting this world to get better and growing. Um, you don't have to promote anger. You don't have to spread anger. You don't have to wallow in the sorrow of it. Yes, these things are very sad. Yes, what's happening to us. I acknowledge that it is very sad what they did to George Floyd. It is very sad what they did to all of those members of our black communities that are now functioning as fun functioning as spiritual uh, superheroes and angels um, to be able to make others aware and more alert um, and more concerned about the issues that are going on in our country. But to speak out, you know, speak out, uh, have that conversation, um, just check in so nice to even just call or I received, um, roses. My, my friend brought me roses, um, this morning, um, woke up, said, I want to bring something to you. What's, what's your address? And I gave him my address and he showed up, um, at, at my distance, but at my elevator, um, door and, um, 
just wanted to bring me roses. And I think that that was so beautiful in itself. And I cried because it was just I felt seen. I felt heard. I felt acknowledged. I felt loved. I felt comforted. And sometimes that's all people want to know, even just having a conversation with somebody um, or telling them that you love them. Um, that's activation. That's activating, you know, being able to r- write a stream of consci- consciousness and, and strategize for yourself how you can make those changes. Just like just like recycling and going green. It's the same way. It starts with you. How how do you uh, activate as an anti-racist? How do you activate as um, as a citizen of love, a citizen of the love community? Um that's uh that's where it starts. And then, you know, little by little, doing a little research every day, activating that muscle, that's activating. You know, um reading a bit more, finding out more information about what you're doing when you're doing it, not just being told what to do and doing it. Um people tell you to vote all the time. Why are you voting? Why? Why do you feel your vote matters? And do you know who you're voting for and what background they have? You know, um, I feel like dismantling the this system, this unjust um, system that we have in place right now. There's a lot of layers. There's a lot of barriers. Obviously, it wouldn't be so um, solid right into our community and what our livelihoods are and our everyday challenges as a black community if there was no foundation. So if it it has a foundation and it has walls and it has, you know, solidarity around it, then it's going to take some time. You know, you can't just demolish the building and the building disappears. There's still wreckage. There's still things that we have to piece apart and pick apart. And um, I feel like For us, yes, starting with yourself is good. Then going to your inner circle and after you've gathered your thoughts where it's coming from a place of love and intention to be able to reach out to express how you feel and uh, just let it be known and have those real moments. And uh, and then just being investigative in the information of what is the background of the person that you're voting for? Where did they come from? What was their family upbringing? Can you sense, you know, that they will handle their roles and responsibilities well. Um, just a lot of thoughts that I've been thinking. So I'm sharing them with you and um, believe you. I, believe me, I'm right there applying them with you. And um, I also want to just share my voice and say that you are, you are loved and um, I care. I care. Um, about you as a citizen of our world and an agent of change um, of how to do the right thing, not to just do the right thing, you know, mindlessly for you to be able to own it. Um, so I'm sending you love, sending you support and encouragement to be brave. I'm sending you comfort that, um, you know, I, I am right there with you. One love. I'm Gavin Turek, and I am living in Los Angeles. Um, I would love to see this movement be longer than a moment. I would love to see 
our mayor and our police chief and our district attorney change policy. And it's Wednesday, June 6th, and we just got word that our mayor has begun a process of taking funds from the police department, um, $150 million to be exact, and are now reinvesting those funds into our Black communities and communities of color. And we will get a more specific update on what that means soon, but that's a start. So I am all for defunding the police, meaning reinvesting funds from the police into our communities. We need mental health services. We need um, unarmed uh, security. (laughs) We do not need these policemen to be handling our mental health crisis, our homeless crisis, um, all these different crises that are on their shoulders and they don't need to be. So we need to restructure. Um, I think I would love to see my um, friends of all races, all colors, all creeds start the journey of mental decolonization. And what that means to me is seeking out the resources that disrupt your Western, white supremacist, capitalist, patriarchal mindset and framework that we've all been socialized with. So it doesn't matter if you're black, if you're brown, if you're white, if you're poor, or if you're rich, we've all been socialized in the same way when it comes to history, the dominant historical narratives, when it comes to the media and the images that we've grown up seeing and been inundated with intentionally, um, when it comes to how we are segregated still, it all stems from white supremacy. And um, I prefer to use that word over systematic racism because... When we talk about white supremacy, we invoke a hierarchical structure and mental framework that we are all, that we all have. So um, the shame will arise from this process. My own shame has arisen and I've dealt with, and I've been dealing with that for years. Um, But it's a journey and it's an uncomfortable process that we all need to start, no matter what we look like. I think now um, white people are realizing that they, that we need them and that we need their voices and that we need their, um, that we need them to speak up and start this journey as well. And I'm really grateful for that. And I hope that it's just not on Instagram. I really hope that it's in their homes. I hope that their education will trickle down into their children's mentality and their children's friends' mentality. But it starts with what you're learning in your home, what you're teaching in your home, what you're reading in your home. Um, Because... 
the knowledge that we need is not on the TV, unfortunately. It's it's in the books. It's in our it's it's in um it's in our literature and we have to seek out that literature. We have to read James Baldwin. We have to read Bell Hooks. We have to read um Ta-Nehisi Coates. You know, there's just so much so many resources out there, but it's going to take you reading and sitting with this and reading it again and highlighting and taking notes and sitting with it and thinking about it for there to be real change. People hand in hand. Have I lived to see the milk and honey land? Where hate's a dream and love forever stands? Or is this a vision in my mind? The law was never passed, but somehow all men feel they're truly free at last. Have we really gone this far through space and time? Or is this a vision in my mind? I'm not one who makes believe I know that leaves are green. They only change to brown when autumn comes around. I know just what I say. Today's not yesterday and all things have an ending. But what I like to know is could a place like this exist so beautiful? Or do we have to find our wings and fly away? to the vision in our mind. Those were lyrics by Stevie Wonder from my favorite record titled Visions. I think that rings true to what's happening right now and will always be a backdrop for the dream, the dream of that place of peace, love, happiness, and togetherness. First, I want to say rest in peace to George Floyd and any other person who has died as a result of police brutality. It is something that has been going on for a really long time, and I'm glad that we are all starting to see it. And as unfortunate as it is, I am thankful that in this moment that people are stepping up and actually being receptive to the messages that a lot of black people are putting out there because there's been times where I tried to share a lot of these things and it seems like it was just like falling upon deaf ears and I know it's partly because of my audience not being able to relate to me but now that it's something happening bigger in the world I'm starting to feel more comfortable about sharing more and seeing those people be more receptive to it and they can actually understand now what it's like to be black in America. And again, it has been such a strange experience to see this stuff out in the open now and the world is definitely changing and I know we're in a rough spot right now, but I, I am 
optimistic that things will change for the better. I don't know how long it's going to take, but we're all fighting together and we can all support each other in this. So if you're a non-black person, you can definitely share what's going on and uplift the voices of other black people who are sharing their stories and just trying to shed more light on the injustices that have been going on for years and years and years that people seem to have just ignored. But for the future, I I do hope that police are held more accountable in this society, especially when these negative things are happening and that justice is served and that black people are stopped being looked upon as they're just complaining or something like that when we're just sharing the truth and our experiences in America and all over the world, actually. Hey. Um, so... I guess I'm going to talk about, like, how I'm feeling during these times right now. Um, I think the biggest feeling that I'm feeling as a, as a black woman in the UK is there's a... It's, it's overwhelming, to be honest. I mean, this is... I mean, Black Lives Matters and issues about police violence and just the general treatment of the black community within the world that we live in has always been an issue since the day I was born, you know? And I think there's been times where it's felt like it's kind of receding a bit, but then something happens and it brings it back to the to the to the front line again, you know, and we and we see events like recently that have made the whole world wake up and have to say something, you know, because it's just it's just not right anymore. I mean, it was never right in the first place, but more than ever when we've got these strange times where we're dealing with a global virus, you think that this would bring us together as a bunch of people. But instead, on top of that, we've got Black Lives Matters and of an issue that's been evident for, for decades, you know, for centuries. And it's just, I mean, it's just so boring, this narrative. And it's just so, like, I really didn't think that... If you spoke to me as a young girl, if you said to me, by the time you get to 40, that this would still be a reoccurring problem, I probably would have laughed because I think when I was young, I had hope that things would change. And things haven't changed. I think maybe people have just become a bit more complacent to the issue. And that's understandable because I guess we want to kind of just live every day for each day and trying to get on with it, but we can't ignore the issue that's in hand and it keeps on re-presenting itself to us in so many different shapes and forms. And, like, I can probably speak of, as a woman of colour, like, this issue is presented to me on a daily basis, from going to the shop, from trying to buy something in the store, from somebody dismissing my point of view from me not being taken serious, for me being judged upon just the basis of my skin colour, let alone before I even open my mouth and express my opinion about something. 
And I think this just comes down to, it's not that we live in a broken system. This system has been put in place to work for the people that it's designed for, and we're not that design. And I think what needs to change is that we need some new leaders worldwide that understand the, the fundamental issues that keep them representing themselves over and over again. And the language needs to change and the, the historical messages that are definitely there for your access if you just go to a library or even if you ask somebody that's elderly like what it was like. There's definitely access to all this information, but it just seems like it's not available to everybody. And I think this is what the problem is. Like, it needs to start from the grassroots and then spread upwards. And I just think it's never got, it's never had the chance to grow the knowledge of what black communities and black culture is about. And I think a lot of people just confuse it with it being about music and stuff like that. And it's it's more than that. You know, we've, there's so much more and it's so much richer than that. And I think just like I went on the protest in London yesterday, which was Wednesday, the 2nd of June. And I was as I was absolutely like, I would say there was a moment of like where I felt real fullness in my heart and I saw the unity of a lot of different cultures, actually, and a lot of people from different ethnic backgrounds standing there shouting about the same message. And the voices were loud, you know, and they were in unison and it was, it was, imbre- it was, it was incredibly beautiful, but also immensely overwhelming and also just really sad that we have to keep on doing stuff like this. You know, equality is the only way forward. And I really thought that this virus would really display that and let everybody know that this is what's happening. You know, like we've got a virus that is not selective, that is killing people, all nationalities, all creeds, all colours, all religion. So you'd think this would be something that would have helped to dismantle or the the beginning of dismantle dismantling racism but it's it it hasn't actually and it's such a shame because what happened on the back of that is that they start to be this blame culture and again black people put at the front lines of being accused of creating the virus as well now like which we saw in China and various other countries and I mean the only way that I'm trying to go forward with like the platforms that I've created and me being a DJ and an artist and having some sort of reach. I wouldn't like to call myself an influencer. I just like to say that I'm somebody that might have a bit of influence on maybe helping people make the right informed decision. And I think it's time for for these stories to be shown. And also though, within the stories of sadness, we also need to show like where we've come and who we've become and what and, you know, like, we need success stories just as much as we need the stuff that shows all the negative things. Because I've got, like, young teenage nephews and nieces, and it's hard right now. I don't actually know what to say to them, you know, besides try and give them hope that the world's going to change and that their future will be better. But, I mean, I must admit, on the march that I went on, the protests, there was a lot of young voices there and that was really great to see because this is the future and these are the next voters. 
And, you know, this is what we need. Like, we do need protests. We do need demonstrations. People need to know that these communities don't stand alone. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's... It's been a lot. I mean, it's also made me question if I'm not doing enough for my community on many levels. And it's hard to think, to start to feel like that, you know. But also, you know, there is a a bit of me that I have to admit that maybe I have been a little bit complacent and relaxed and not been doing enough to help my community rise in, in so many different areas. And I think this is time for a lot of us to look at new ways to change and to move forward into the, this, the new world that seems to be, like, forming without our control. And, yeah, I mean, it's time to, it's time to gain some knowledge and some respect and to really listen to each other. And that's the only way we're going to move forward. It's most definitely time for change. I mean, enough is enough. It's been so long and it's just, it's tiring. It's exhausting. And I don't want to, like, continue living in a world where it feels like this all the time. It's really hard. So the only thing that I can do is push messages forward and create images that people can see and learn from and point people in the right direction, you know, to get more access to subjects, the subject matter in hand, and, like, hopefully together we can change some people's opinions and their perspective on what they think of black communities. And, and you know, and maybe we can all learn from each other. And I'm really hoping... I mean, I, I will continue to remain positive and the hope that this... Everything that's happening right now, we're going to come out as a better race, as a as a better world, you know? I mean, we really, right now, have no choice. We, that's, that's, it's very clear that this is the way forward. And it's just a matter of everybody just needs to get on board and to start to push the right messages. My name is Dr. Shamel Bell, and I feel joy, but not because of the pain and the sorrow. I feel joy because we have arrived and I see the future where happiness is what I just achieved. I cried just a second ago because I realized that after organizing 100 people on a Zoom call today to help envision the day after freedom and what that would look like, smell like, feel like, and embodying it, I felt loved and supported because everyone was a collective consciousness fighting towards change. Not fighting, but manifesting change. Embracing the shadow, embracing the burning, the phoenix rising, not condoning, but understanding the necessity of the polarities in compassion and grace in holding space. I feel ready.
I remember when the shift occurred. I was in Georgia and I felt all of the energy of Ahmad's death. I couldn't understand how you could die jogging, die engaging in self-care. It broke me. I went full crazy, but I emerged different. I, I felt the shift and it allowed me to rise. And I felt different. I felt like something was about to shift. I didn't know quite what, but I know now. Brianna, Tony, and the many names before them prepared me for this moment, for this uprising. I'm not outside. I'm organizing the minds and advocating for our freedom dreams to be realized, gathering our resources, providing a toolkit for us to imagine what that day after really feels like and I'll be ready. I was deep in my grief and pain and sorrow, but then the shift happened and I can feel the transmutation of negative energy to positive energy. And I felt that I should honor those that risked their lives, that gave their lives, that that no, their life was taken in order for you to wake up, for us to create anew. But I wanna be clear that this didn't have to happen. But I think as humans, we like to learn our lessons through pain and suffering and I felt the shift where now I'm learning it through ease and joy. So that's how I'm feeling. I'm, I'm feeling expectant and I feel ready. And I feel different. And I feel freedom soon. I feel connected. I think that's it. I'm almost feeling hesitant to say this. So I don't want to seem like I don't feel sorrow and grief. I went crazy. And then I emerged from that darkness. And here I am. Hey, I'm Brisa Fenoy. I'm an artist from Spain. I do music, I sing, and I'm quite an activist. Uh, well, it's a fact that racing is everywhere since a hundred of years. All the injustice has to be denounced, for sure. But I don't think correct if this comes with hate and violence, only from love. 
the real changes are possible. Well, in the other hand, there is a group of people who wants to divide us and create confrontation between us. This group of people creates the situation to have more divisions, more tensions, and obviously more confusion. So the result that you have is people who can't think clearly and also can act from love without any fear. Um, so in the end, it's not because of, because of us. We are like this because we are the whole day exposed to fake news, fake information, really poor education programs for follow the rules and don't think too much. Until we don't stop, really stop, think and try to see the whole picture clearly, it will be difficult to change the energy of hate to energy of love. And this is a must. To us, this is a must. We have to wake up. We have to act with love. With love, we will see everything clear, easy, and we will stop living under the rules of fear to finally be free. Just with love is the only way. A lot of love to everyone. Hey everyone, my name is Ashley, also known as Lipstick Kitty here on Instagram. I am a first-generation Latina here in LA, born and raised. Uh, I want to say that, I'm going to state the obvious. Obviously, I'm fucking angry. I cannot imagine how everyone in the Black community is feeling. Just a few hours before I started recording this, Trump actually announced that he is going to send more National Guards to all the cities where the protests and looting is happening. And quite honestly, I'm upset, I'm angry, and a little scared because I know that this is not going to end well. I truly do not understand why this guy would prefer to have this whole country tore down instead of just arresting and sentencing the three other cops that were involved in the murder of George Floyd. I don't understand why white supremacists, white racists have such a hard time saying that they're fucking wrong. And they would rather have people killed, hurt, businesses burned, just, just to protect these three other fucking officers. I am very angry that martial law is slowly coming into place. I'm angry that with everything that has been happening, police officers are still abusing their fucking power. If you look at any videos surfacing on Twitter of people at protests, you will see all of the police officers who are abusing their power, macing children, kicking pregnant women. It's unbelievable. There was a woman who had her hijab ripped off. I know this is not going to end peacefully, and I know that there's so much work to be done. And I think that starts with the people in office. It starts with the police officers. So there's two things that I want to talk about quickly. I don't want to take up too much of your guys' time, but basically, I think it starts with, obviously, the way we hire police enforcement. I think it is far too easy to become a police officer. If you need to go to school for over four years to become a lawyer to practice law, I don't know why the fuck you could become a police officer in a matter of months. 
Police officers get paid way too fucking much. This is where my second part comes in. We need to be more active in our communities. And I'm not talking about volunteering. I'm talking about our city council. We need to be running for city council. We need to have our friends, our family, people of color, people who give a fuck about the community, not these fucking white supremacists or closeted fucking racists. And these people are in charge of the budget for the city. And I feel like if we are involved and know more about the people that are in office, if we can't run, at least learn about the people who are in there, voice your opinions, don't stay quiet. I know it is very impactful to speak up on social media, but there's so much more that needs to be done beyond that. And I think that's what we need to do moving forward. I also believe that the Black community gathering with brown people, people of color, is so impactful. And I think if we continue to do this, we can conquer so much. Nothing more that will scare the government than seeing two of the biggest minority groups come together to fight for the same cause. I also just want to say, please be careful. Please be safe. These next two weeks, three weeks, months are going to be really fucking scary, especially if you're Black, especially if you're a person of color, especially if you're someone that is not for Trump. So please be careful out there, guys, and I hope we can get through this peacefully together. My name is Wally. Uh, I live out here in the city of Long Beach. Uh, I've been I've been living here practically for like three years now. Uh, it's been really emotional, I guess, watching everything unfold from you know the day that the George Floyd uh, video came out, and then there was the the same day the news of uh, the woman calling the cops on on uh, the gentleman in, in uh, Central Park, and it's just like. You know, see the protests, uh, you know, happening. And then on Sunday, the protests are happening right in Long Beach, right around, uh, right around my, my neighborhood. It was crazy. Is uh, I was, I was planning to get out anyways, uh, but I didn't expect it to be like on my doorstep. It was just a really powerful, beautiful moment to be outside with, uh, everybody marching. I mean, it's, 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 it's been making me really emotional, so, um, you know, and it's, it's also, you have to deal with everyday life as well, too, so I have my business that I have to operate during all of this, and also, you know, I feel, I feel really inclined to, you know, do whatever I can to bring light to, the, to what's going on, uh, bring light to what's happening to black people in America, how they're getting killed by police, how you know they 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 have to face like systemic racism, all these kind of things that you know we don't have to deal with. Uh, and uh, you know, I think this is really important for people to to be outspoken about what's important, what's right, and what they feel is wrong right now. Uh, you know, I don't think you can be quiet right now. Guys, this is Laura, co-host of the podcast with Elizabeth. I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in. I know 
keeping everyone's attention is really hard these days. But these are the voices of our generation. You know, it's true. I've never felt this much wholeness in our community before. You know, throughout the, you know, the misleading news and maybe some false content that we've been seeing for so many years, I feel like now we are really focused and zeroed in on what really matters. All the different all the different problems that are happening in our society. And we wanted to collect history through these audio recordings because just like every other social media uh, platforms, they eventually fade out. You know, Instagram could eventually be a MySpace and we can never look back on that content again. But through audio recordings, I feel like 15 years from now, we'll have this and it'll be historic and we can be able to share this and share this audio with our children's children. So thank you guys for everyone who contributed. You know, let's all use our voice. You know, let's all be collective. Let's all listen. Let's all listen. As much as we are talking and expressing, let's all take a moment to actually listen, you know, write and cultivate love. What I would love to see happening is the defunding of the law enforcement, meaning that we are reducing the ability for law enforcement to have resources to harm our communities. It's not about, you know, completely taking money from um, the police force. That's not the point. We still need police. It's about reinvesting those dollars into Black communities that have been deeply devastated. These dollars can be put back into social services such as mental health. Mental health is so important. It could also be put into domestic violence, helping people recover from domestic violence and homelessness. These dollars can be used to fund schools and hospitals, housing and food in these communities. All of these things, if we can put our money into these certain aspects, these things will increase safety. We need to put our money where our mouth is and donate to probable causes that are really going to make things change for the betterment of our life, for the future generations, not for us, for the children. We have to fight and we have to use our voice and we have to keep going. So tune in now to our voices of our generation and learn and listen and share love. Please hit that subscribe button on your way in or your way out of the podcast. It would really help us grow our network and keep you informed on our next episodes. Thank you guys.